everyone, welcome back to Connected. Today I wanna to talk to you about ways that you can raise your vibration. The next thing that I wanna to talk to you about, and actually two more things for this part, part one of how to raise your vibrational frequency, is study. Let's start there. So study when I say this, spirit tries to communicate with us in different ways and they will literally bang down your door if they have a message for you. It's really crazy. They'll start giving you small messages or different things or inklings. You might also be getting that from yourself, but just know that if you're being called to look something up, to research something, to know more about something, being open-minded is a huge part of raising your frequency or your vibration. Without understanding or knowledge or even reading something and interpreting it for yourself, then you're just going to listen to whatever the world has to tell you and be a sheep and follow along and not truly discover these things on your own journey for yourself. So it does help and I find that as you start opening up spiritually, you'll start being guided more to know something. And it's interesting because I have a couple of really strong, strongly connected spiritual friends in my life. And we, it's, it's very interesting. We are all getting information. We're being called to learn about different things, right? And then when we talk with each other, one of two things happens. Like, Maybe I'm learning something so that I can share it with one of my other friends that's spiritual to save them the time for learning themselves or so that they might be interested in going and researching that as well. Or we're all getting the same information, but from different sources. It is so crazy how this works. But again, right now, we're not really meant to know exactly how it works. It just works. We're on our own spiritual paths, and when we're supposed to know something, it will come into our life whether we have control over that consciously or not. So let me give you a for instance too with study and just being called to know more about subjects. And again, remaining open-minded. Right now, as we exist in 3D bodies, even though we're getting to a higher frequency, we still aren't allowed to know everything there is to know about the universe. We probably don't even know a fraction of it. So remaining open-minded is never going to hurt you. Like I said, anytime you read or study something or watch different YouTubers on these types of topics, take in what feels good for you, what resonates with you and be like, hmm, I kind of believe that. Or just sit, sit with it and think about it or go back to it. But if it's something that like, hmm, why did spirit make me buy this book? Or, you know, why was I feeling called to watch this? This is, this is not okay. If you're not really resonating with it, it's fine. Maybe you are meant to start watching this thing or start reading this thing now. So you have an awareness of it in this now moment. So later on in your path, a little bit further down, when you're actually ready to know that full truth in that now moment, you'll go back to it. This has happened to me with books that I've read. So let me give you an example of being called to learn something, but maybe it's not the right time. Thankfully, I knew a little bit about like taking in what resonated with me at the time when I read this and letting the rest go because I did finish reading the book, even though some of it was 
did not resonate with me at all at the time. So I ended up somehow purchasing this book, The Great Shift, co-creating a new world for 2012 and beyond. And this was featuring Lee Carroll and Cryon, who I talked about in my recent video, and some others um, that are channelers. So this is the book, The Great Shift. I, pro I think I was reading this in 2010, and I just read it at the gym because this is like some light gym reading. And <laughs> obviously nobody ever hits, hits on me at the gym. I'm always reading something extreme. So <laughs> I'm, re I'm reading The Great Shift. And again, most of this I was like, mm -hmm, yeah, whatever. But I was interested in the topic. So I wanted to know a little bit more about, I liked the idea of the Mayans and what they had predicted for the shift. And I had followed a lot of prophecy and I also had my own prophecies and things like that so reading this was beneficial at the time have I gone back and reread it yet no but what I think is interesting is is I kept the book not even making the connection until I had met a new friend in my life again frequency like attracts like and she had reintroduced me to cryon and channeling so I started watching cryon videos his channels i want to say back in 2016 ish 2016 probably yeah around then and i still had to watch i still do because this is just how i practice what i preach even today because i am i resonate with a lot of what he says now I still take everything with a grain of salt and I'm only going to hold what I'm ready to hold in this now moment. And I let everything else go because I do feel that you should always trust yourself above others. Trust what you feel is right. Trust what you feel is, is real and what's good for you. But the cool part was is I had no idea about Lee Carroll and Cryon until I started watching him and learning more about it. And then I was like, I found this book during one of my many moves and I was like, oh my God, it was written by Cryon. So it came back to me because I was meant to know more from Cryon in a future date. There were some other connections with Cryon too in the past, but I'm going to skip it for the sake of time. I know I've been talking too much, but giving you the examples I think is really helpful. So you have an idea of basically when you're feeling called to study something, like why you're feeling called to study it. And maybe it has some sort of connection with what you're doing right now. And that leads me to the next part because it deals a little bit with study, but I wanted to end part one of raising your frequencies with one of the things that you can do to raise your frequency is to live out of your heart and to send love, send love and light and peace to the world, to everything. Um, anything that you see as negative, like I said, it could be a person, it could be a situation that you want to help heal. You can send love and light from yourself. And it's kind of funny. My friends in high school used to pick on me because we watched the Care Bears. And I used to love the part when the Care Bears would use their little symbols and stare down dark heart with their Care Bear stare. And they'd hold hands and they'd stare their little symbol out at dark heart and shed their light and just to defeat dark heart. So that's, that's like living out of your heart. Actually, it's kind of funny. 
I guess it was foreshadowing what I'd start becoming interested in in my future. But your heart chakra is really here and it's green. So you can imagine a green light, uh, white light, again, is the light that we hold to try to clear things on the planet. It could be a light green light that you're shooting out of your heart and sending peace and love to whatever it is and shedding light on things that you feel need to be uncovered or exposed and sending it positivity and light and love. I've also heard too sending um, pink light or pink bubble of light situations is also kind of quite healing, but green is the color of the heart chakra. So just knowing that as well. And remember your, your chakras all vibrate at certain frequencies. So while you're raising your vibration, your crown chakra is around 963 hertz, but below that you have your third eye chakra, your throat chakra, then your heart chakra, and then your solar plexus, and then it goes down further and you have lower frequencies as you connect to the earth and the planet. Depending on how big your heart chakra is, you can imagine, use guided imagery or just imagine yourself, your heart chakra just growing and expanding and becoming this big green ball of light or white green ball of light and just sending it to things to heal. You can even send it to the planet and heal the planet. You can imagine anything because when you start understanding the secret, you understand that if you go there in the mind, you go there in the body and it actually happens because we give it life with our emotions and we can imagine these things actually happening. So sending love and light to situations is always helpful. I mean, I do little things like when I drive by roadkill, I always feel bad for the animals. So anytime I see an animal suffering or an animal that has passed, I always send it a white ball of light and it's, I probably look insane driving. I used to just, you know, say a prayer, but I send the light out and I just shoot it right up to heaven, to the sky. And I wish that animal only peace in its passing and no pain. So just love and peace and it's, it's in a better place right now. So sending things, because when you start learning about time and you know how time doesn't exist in certain dimensions, you can send healing to past events or yourself in your past. I have a guided imagery um, or guided meditation that I can do on where you meet yourself at a younger stage in life. And that's very healing, you know, to be able to hug yourself when you're a child and give yourself messages. It's very healing. So just know that the more that you can live out of your heart and think about if you're religious and you're Christian or Catholic and you believe in Jesus, what would Jesus do? Um, try to say that a lot. It's really um, made me do more than I've ever really wanted to do because I feel guilty because I know Jesus would do something. So I feel like I have to do it too. But the more you can be positive and send love and light to things, the better you'll be, the better the planet will be, and the better off we'll all be in the end. So yeah, living out of your heart is a big thing in studying. Putting the two together, to give you another example, um, I know you're going to get sick of these examples, but what you should know is when you start connecting to spirit, spirit will give you things, give you different ideas of things that you could say to people to help them understand what they're going through or there might be a spiritual message in it. So a lot of times I'll think of these on the fly 
And it's just because it's something that I'm getting as an idea from them to share with my audience or share with whoever it is that I'm helping or working with at the time. But this is really cool too because I really want to share some of this stuff, especially for the beginners, so you can get an idea of how spirit does communicate with you. And as we raise our frequencies, like I said, we're going to be able to communicate more and more with spirit and with our guides and with angels on the other side. So typically how I work is a lot of times I'm called or guided to do research on things and to learn something new. So I, it's almost like automatic writing, but I'm being called to go to the computer to do something. And it's like something takes over. I can't even keep track of my searches because it'll be like things are telling me that are popping into my head that I need to go and do and look up. So I typically do this, especially when I don't know something. They know this. So that's how they get me information that I need to know in this now moment. They know that I'm a researcher. I'm a certified library community specialist. So I love research anyway. So they find ways to get to you if they have a message for you, no matter what. And at the time when this happened, it was last fall, I got a message from Spirit. And I was super focused on doing something for work. And it was taking up all of my time to the point outside of my job that I was working on a different job at the same time. So I wasn't giving myself the spiritual attention that I needed to give. And I was just solely in the mind and working constantly. So I wasn't researching when I saw things. So getting back to that TV show, Evil, I was watching Evil and at one point the main character, David, he's in the hospital and a priest comes to him and gives him a Bible passage to help him through it. It's something that he needs to read and he tells David this, like, you need this. And it was Matthew 13, 25 through 26, the parable of the weeds, and I am familiar with the Bible. I have studied different religious texts as well. So I'm not just Christian in faith. I, I do personally believe that every religion has a piece or pretty much every religion has some sort of part of the knowledge. But primarily growing up with my paradigm of thought, it began with Christianity. So I was always taught by my mom because we didn't have time to go to church because both my parents worked all the time, you know, to read and interpret the Bible myself. So she taught us like Bible stories, but for the most part, as I got older, I really read and deconstructed the Bible like I did literature because that's how I was taught to really take it apart and try to understand it. And again, take with me what feels right. However, I wasn't really familiar with that parable. If I had read it, it wasn't something that stayed with me. So... I should have, and I knew in that moment when David took the piece of paper with Matthew 13, 25, 26 on it, I think I wrote it down or I took a picture of it with my phone just so I knew to go back to it when I had time. But typically that wasn't the norm for me. I would have went straight to the computer, looked it up, and then all of a sudden, there I go again, and it's more research time for Liz. And then Somehow at the end, there's a it all wraps up with this big bow and spirit has a surprise for me. So I ignored it. <laughs> this is not typical for me. I'm It's not good. I'm not used to ignoring these types of messages. So <laughs> what I found interesting was, I think I was watching this episode on a Friday 
And that weekend I was working on a project for an author and she writes primarily um, romance novels, but they're, they're love stories. They're clean, they're Christian romance novels. But when she would put passages in her books, she didn't really even put passages. She would have just referred to it typically if she was going to refer to a passage, she would say Matthew 13, 25 to 26. She wouldn't write out the passages. I was on book three for her. So like I had already gotten into the process and she barely ever even, she might've had a couple of passages per book that she would allude to and not actually read through the whole passage. So typically they would say when you're struggling um, in life with making a decision, sometimes it's good to flip through the Bible or any religious text depending on your faith. Or it could even just be anything, honestly, and just asking your spirit guides to help you with an answer. You can flip through and when you feel that it's right, you stop and put your finger on the page and then you read. And that passage is really supposed to have some sort of deep meaning for you. So again, we're connecting this back to the idea of being called to study something and how important this is because like I said, spirit will beat you over the head with a bat until you actually get it. And I know that's a bad example, but it does happen, sort of. (laughs) So anyway, um, the author that I was working with, I sat down to do some work on her book and I opened it up and I started reading the chapter And the main character was struggling with something. So he opened up his Bible and flipped through a passage. And wouldn't you know, just not even 48 hours after I watched it on TV and didn't look it up, Spirit found a way to get me to read Matthew 13, the parable of the weeds. Not just that, David in the show still waiting to see how it connects to season two by the way but david was given matthew 13 25 through 26. the author included the entire parable of the weeds which is matthew 13 24 through um, matthew 13 30. so she went above and beyond and that's typically what i would do anyway i would probably read the whole matthew 13 or even more but as an as a former english teacher I would tell my students to read the beginning of the passage or whatever the quote was and then after. So you get a greater understanding of all of it. Obviously, I'd probably want to know about the entire parable of the weeds, not just 25 through 26, to have a better understanding. So I couldn't believe, because she had never typed out an entire passage like that in her book, or the books that I had been reading for her. So, and what was even more interesting for me was I didn't think that that passage connected or had anything to do with what that character was going through. So I was surprised that she picked that passage. So I read it. I understood it. I got a general meeting from Spirit as to why in that now moment I needed to read that passage. It had a lot to do, for me at least, with what was coming um, with the planet and the world and the virus. So that had happened, I think I want to say around early January-ish, maybe. I thought it was the fall, but I think it was right before the virus. So that kind of shook me. I knew right away that that was something that was very important that I needed to know. And as I read it, I got information from the other side as to what it was supposed to mean. 
But I was curious, and typically when I do work for authors, I don't usually chat it up, and I, you know, we don't talk about our own personal beliefs. This is merely like a work situation. I don't know her personally. We communicate through the computer. So I normally wouldn't say anything, but I really felt compelled to say something to her and how much of an effect that had on me in a positive way, because I know that that's her goal anyway with her writing, is to help people. So... I had just asked her, and I told her a little bit about my situation, but I said, what made you choose that passage for that character? And because, again, personally, I didn't understand the connection. I didn't say that, though. But she said that what she normally does when she even just alludes to a passage, if she's not familiar with it anyway, but a lot of times she says she just flips through the Bible like she had the character do. And she said in that case, in that chapter, she flipped through the Bible and did exactly what the character did, pointed to that parable of the weeds. So spirit was guiding this woman where she lived. I think she lives in California. At the time when she was writing to choose that parable, knowing that in a future moment, I would need to read it. Like they gave it to me verbatim. It wasn't even me needing to look it up. I must have needed to really know that. And what's even interesting enough too is that she didn't write these books well in advance. She was writing these books probably, she had probably finished writing it a couple, uh, maybe like a month max before I read it. So it was very close in time period when these things happened. And even further, at a point later when Easter came, there was another message because some things had changed that I needed to know. And just as another example of how spirit communicates, there was a guy, a guru that I had watched a couple of videos for, but I had stopped watching because somebody I knew that was going down a dark path was really adamant about watching this person. So I was just concerned a little that that person might have had an effect on this woman so I stopped watching him. So I hadn't seen any of his videos come up in at least six months on YouTube. And it was Easter night, I believe, and I was upstairs and I was getting ready for bed. And it was the first recommendation video. And it was this man and he had an Easter message. So I was like, oh. I felt like I had to watch it. So I turned it on and it was in relation to the parable of the weeds, um, the weeds and the wheat. But there was some new information in there that I needed to know. So spirit again used technology to get to me. So somehow his message was meant to help me have a greater understanding of Matthew 13 and that whole section of the parable. So it's interesting how they find ways to communicate with you if, you, if you're not showing that you're giving them your, your full attention, they will find a way to give you the information. They just do. So living out of your heart and getting back to the TV show Evil, which again, isn't a great word. But one of the things also that I took with me from that show, and this is where, again, you'll start understanding how spirit's communicating with you. Now, if you haven't seen it, I think it's on ABC, but it's on Netflix now too. Evil for the show title is all in caps and it's very thin lettering. So it's very hard to ignore this. So when I looked at it one day, I had this general feeling and this understanding. 
it was weird. It was like spirit was giving me a message and flipped it like an anagram. And evil spells live backwards. So spirit was telling me that the idea that if you simply live, you use this life to live and be selfish and live in your own box and not expand your knowledge or your frequency or get higher or whatever. If you're only here to simply live and not love, so again, living out of your heart, that is evil. So that's what they were telling me, spirit with that message. You know, you're not really trying to better yourself or better other people. You're just here and you're existing and you're not using this existence to better yourself or better others. You're not doing good. You're you're doing evil to some degree it, or it's just a waste, you know, honestly. At that same note, I saw evil and I was feeling that and I was getting that from spirit and I looked across my room and I have another one of these love signs but it's bigger across my living room and at the same note I saw love and in my head unscrambled the letters and it said evolve so spirit was telling me live if you're just doing that and you're not helping yourself or others it's evil but to love is to evolve and to evolve spiritually and to grow so I just thought that was kind of cool to throw in there when I was talking to you about living out of your heart. Hey everyone, Liz Lovegood here. I wanted to thank you personally for listening to this podcast. If you could take a few moments to subscribe and rate this podcast, it would be extremely helpful in helping this podcast grow. Also, if you could share this with others, it would be very helpful as well. If you would like more information about the topics presented or if you would like to reach out, check us out at lovegoodholistic.com where I will be posting the videos of the podcast that you're listening to. My email information and contact information is up there as well. So again, that's lovegoodholistic.com. And if you really want to support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes, you can go to the link in the descriptor below, which is anchor.fm slash connected 5D slash support. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you enjoy. And lastly... The body, the physical body. Ways that can help you raise your vibrational frequency are you want to be able to drink lots of water. As you can probably tell, more and more people today are drinking more water than ever before. Not because we don't have any other options, probably because we have more options than we ever had before, but naturally we're feeling the need to drink more water. So pay attention to that. It was funny, I was with my mom recently and we were walking and she said something about like, back in the day, we didn't feel like we had to have a bottle of water with us every five seconds in case we needed a drink. She said something to that effect. And it is true how things have changed. I don't go anywhere without water. So also they say that it's important to have a lot of water while you're meditating or doing those guided meditations or just trying to connect with the other side. Drinking lots of water while you're meditating will help flush out the toxins. So the toxins in your physical body. So the more you drink water, 
the more you're helping your body flush out the toxins inside. And obviously our bodies just need water. In regards to what you eat, there are different camps on what people believe in regards to what to put into your body. What my suggestion for you is, you know, as you're raising your vibrational frequency, your cravings might naturally begin to change. So if it's something that you never liked before, but all of a sudden you're craving it more and more and more, go ahead and try it because you might change. Your taste buds might change. And this is because we're going through a process right now. More and more people are giving up meat, not because we're forcing ourselves to give up meat, but it's because meat is a heavy, dense 3D food that is holding us back from allowing our bodies to transition. So naturally, you might just all of a sudden not want to eat meat anymore, maybe chicken or turkey, and then you're just having fish. Eventually, going to an all-natural diet is best, but it doesn't mean that you should force yourself to do that. Progressively and naturally, we're going to do this ourselves. The other camp of thought here is, other people have said that as our vibrational frequency is raising, we are getting more in touch with our inner selves or our soul selves. As we become more in touch with our soul, which has been packed away inside of us beneath our subconscious, we're getting more in touch with our soul and our soul's journey. So in that case, you might be craving ethnic foods or even just foods that are culturally connected to one specific culture more than others. That could be because as we're getting more in touch with our souls, we're connecting with our past lives. So the other camp in regards to food in the body says that we should start eating foods that we're craving because those foods were good for us in our past lives. Honestly, in regards to food, the other side is helping us. So if it's something that we're ingesting into the body that's not good for us in the middle of the night while we're sleeping, the other side is helping the negative aspects of whatever we ingested not have such a negative effect on the body. But we want to give them some help along the way. So we're going to be called to, to have different foods come into our lives or crave different foods and let other foods go that don't serve us. I know that was a lot. There's actually a really interesting documentary I will put on my playlist. I think it's called Into the Light. It's on breatharianism, and I hope I said that right. But there are people that claim that they live on light, or they start with a light diet. So when I first watched this, I believe it's on Gaia, but you might be able to find it on YouTube as well. I don't know why when I first watched it, it wasn't resonating with me at the time because I believe in some advanced things. So if I can believe in some of the things that I believe in, there's no reason why I wouldn't believe in Breatharianism. I believe anything's possible, especially after learning hypnosis and the control that the mind has over the body. Eventually, it seems with what I'm learning about the other side, is that when we go from the 3D to the 5D world, this will be something <laughs> that is real. 
and apparently it's real for some people. So basically this belief in breatharianism is that you don't need to eat to survive. And they, they call it living on light. So they're like 30-day trials where you can help yourself just go through a, a toxic cleanse or go through a cleanse for 30 days where you follow their program, waters, drinking waters involved, staying low with low activity, and just being out in light and in the sun. And naturally, I guess the idea is really that we're getting enough, there's enough energy for us to survive in the ether and coming from the sun and water and exactly how plants survive and very similar to how plants survive. But the documentary itself, remember, just stay open-minded if you watch it. And if it doesn't resonate with you, it doesn't resonate with you. But it could come back later on. But just know that there are people out there that are claiming that they don't really need a lot of food to live or food at all. So I'm not just telling you to give up sustenance, but eventually I think eating less and less and less is going to be what we're trending toward. And I've also heard that we're going to be trending more as we go from 3D to 5D to more liquid diets. So I think eventually we'll get there, but how much time is that going to take? Things are happening quite fast now. So the higher we raise our frequencies, remember the more we're going to be able to do and that more is tons, stuff that we're not even, we can't even think of right now. So just continue to raise your vibrational frequency as best as possible. So also in regards to the body and what you consume, <clears throat> I do want to be careful on how I phrase this, but ultimately giving up things like alcohol and drugs, whether they're prescription drugs or just recreational drugs, over-the-counter medications, all of those things are things that are going to keep our vibration lower. However, if you are going to just give up something that you've been on for a long time, do it the right way and go through your doctor. Don't just quit cold turkey because we don't want something bad happening as a side effect. Eventually, you want to get to the point where you can rid your body of all of those harmful things. And they aren't natural, so it is something that could potentially keep the body more in 3D form and lower the frequency. I also want to briefly touch on the fact that we each have our own school of thought or paradigm of thought, something that we've learned since the ego came in at about two when we start learning more about ourselves in the world and how things work. You are somebody that when you feel that you get sick that you need to go to the doctor and the doctor puts you on drugs or medication, and that medication heals you, then you are the same type of person that will need to go back to that doctor and have that doctor help you come off from those medications without side effects. I'm not going to go deeper than that right now until maybe we start talking about alternative healing. So let's transition there. Just know that the more alcohol you consume, if you're not an addict or addicted to anything, Try to wean yourself off naturally, and that will help you raise your vibrational frequency. Also in regards to the body, the more you can be outside and with nature, that's a natural state. Also being outside, you get exercise, 
and physical activity, all of which helps the body. And the more you exercise and the more you have physical activity as much as possible, then you have more endorphins to keep you positive. That's right. So um, try to be positive and try to stay active. Try to be at one with nature and, you know, just go wherever you're called to go and enjoy it. Enjoy yourself. But your body needs it. Your body does need to be outside and outdoors. Being cooped up just isn't good for anybody. Lastly, with the body. If you haven't had alternative healing done or if you haven't had Reiki or taking classes yourself or any type of energy work, it doesn't hurt to go to an alternative healer. I know with Reiki and with energy work, as a practitioner, we can tell sometimes which chakras need to be opened more, what parts of the body need healing. So going to an alternative healer is going to help you just quickly alleviate some of the negativity in the body and some of the things that we just need to get rid of in order to raise our vibrational frequencies. With that, you are amazing. And I'll be back with part two. Thank you. Are you a professional YouTuber, podcaster, or audiobook narrator? Or you're just looking to get into the biz? <laughs> or any other type of creator looking for music and videos that you can easily gain subscriptions to and rights? Then Soundstripe is right for you. Just click on the link below and you'll be directed to Soundstripe where you can check it out. They have a lot of music. I've used it personally for all of my different platforms that I broadcast on, and I find it very easy to use, and I can easily download the rights to anything that I'm using in any of my videos so that later on, 10 years down the road, no one can come after me because I have legitimate rights to the music and the videos that I'm incorporating into my own YouTube videos. Not just that, but if you go to the link below and enter LOVEGOOD10 at checkout for 10% off in your subscription. Thank you.